welcome back to The Sesh. I'm Kendall Ray. And I'm Janelle. Today we are going to be talking about something that you guys have requested for a few weeks now, ever since we started this podcast. And that is the Enneagram of personality, uh, which is kind of like a personality type of test. I know they have like the Mm Myers-Briggs and I think this is kind of along the lines of that. I'm not sure. I I don't know a lot about it, to be honest with you guys. Neither of us really do. And Mm -mm. so we did a little bit of research, but we're definitely kind of learning with you guys. And so by no means are we experts um, at all. (laughs) So we're really excited about that. Obviously, we have some spicy topics as well. Also, before we get into the spices for this week, I wanted to thank you guys for all the nice feedback on our last episode. First of all, just the fact that you guys really enjoyed the whole easy bake sesh yeah. concept. <laughs> we were not sure how it was going to go. We were like, yeah. people might love it. People might be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but you guys seem to really like it. Yeah. It seems like you guys get our sense of humor <laughs> and like that kind of chill laid back. Exactly. Really unstructured. <laughs> Yeah. So we wanted to thank you guys for that. And then also for all of the feedback about our grandma and just encouragement and sympathy um, for what we're going through in our family right now. It's been really tough. I know so many of you expressed in the comments that you also have lost loved ones to Alzheimer's. And so you know how painful and devastating it is to watch your loved one slowly decline. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely terrible. Yeah. And then so many of you have experienced the hospice process as well. Mm-hmm. So you know what we're going through. That's just, you know, a difficult thing to accept. Yeah. And yeah, a lot it's of people been really hard. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been incredibly hard also because of the fact of COVID. And yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's so weird how I understand that we have to do what we have to do to keep safe and to keep everyone else safe. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that and respect that. But at the same time, it really sucks when you can't go visit your loved one when they're dying. You, you know, mm-hmm. you're not guaranteed to be able to say goodbye. And a lot of you guys commented how you've lost loved ones during this time as well. And um, our hearts go out to you because it's hard enough to go through this and then going through it when you can't even, you know, go see them or you have to FaceTime them goodbye. Yeah. Janelle had to Um, do that. Yeah. You got to see her before she got to a bad, really bad condition in the last couple of weeks. But, but right before that, you guys were able to see her outside. They were able to bring her outside for this like 20 minute thing, but you couldn't even see her touch her or you'd be six feet apart and stuff. Right. And I was under the impression that, Oh, well I'll be able to come back when it gets bad and go inside. Um, but that's not the case as of now. So yeah. yeah, I actually got to go in there and spend some time with her and I'm super, super grateful, but they only allowed two of our family members in that day. Right. Janelle was supposed to go with me, but it ended up just being me and my mom because yeah. they would only allow two of us in there. Right. And then it's just kind of been day by day who they'll let in and if they'll let in any Anyone, of us yeah. and she's not in a hospice center, she's in a memory care center. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to keep all the other residents safe and we get that. So when we did visit, when I visited, I had to wear full PPE, like mm-hmm. everything, even goggles. Yeah. Um, so it's just a really weird time and it's very hard to lose someone when there's a pandemic going on. Yeah. It's just, no one knows what to do and you feel bad for the nurses too. Cause yeah. they're, I'm so grateful. I just want to say that to yeah. anyone who works with the elderly or just nurses in general, yeah wonderful people. I'm Amazing. so grateful. It makes me want to cry. Literally. How great of care our grandmother has gotten. I'm so, yeah. so beyond grateful. They're so sweet. Yeah. Like so, uh, my dad said that the other day that one of the nurses was like, it was an honor to take care of yeah. Diane for the years. And it just uh, like, Oh, it's so uh, sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah. You guys are seriously amazing that, um, you know, those of you mm-hmm. who work in the medical field and mm-hmm. just have, you know, the patience and compassion, um, yeah. for patients is just, is really inspiring. And, we, you know, tip our hat to you guys because it's a hard job, I, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And our grandmother was a nurse. Yeah. They've been calling her Nurse Diane. Nurse Diane. It's yeah. It's really sweet. It's really sweet. So. Um, so, yeah. I mean, she's still with us right now. It's yep. been kind of hard. We don't know. We're taking things day by day. Mm-hmm. But it's been pretty emotional. So we were actually going to do advice for this episode, but we yeah. both felt like we're not in a good headspace to give people yeah, advice. No, not at all. We're like crying all day. Yeah. And yeah, it's been really, really tough, but... Yeah, just thank you guys for all the the nice comments. That really means so much to us. You have no yeah, idea. It really does. Even though we're strangers, that means the world that you guys care enough to say to that. care about us. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really sweet. And like our parents, you know, have been reading the comments. Like, wow, you yeah, guys have really nice followers. <laughs> like, everyone is just so sweet about it and saying, you know, I'm so sorry for your grandma. And yeah, we just really appreciate it. Honestly, thank you. Yeah. But let's go ahead and get into some spicy topics. We do have a few to go over. Spicy. So as we all know, 
the country is dealing with some major fires happening, yeah. uh, particularly California and like Washington and Oregon and Colorado, mm-hmm. Nevada, like all this kind of group of states on the West are up in flames. Um, and some of them have been caused by people, particularly gender reveals. Oh my gosh. Well, just one gender reveal, right? Just one. But in the past we've had, right. you know, this is not the first time that this has happened. So, <sighs> which is absolutely atrocious that atrocious. we have to say that. Yeah. Right. You would think you would learn the first dozen times, but yeah, one of the most recent fires yeah. was a gender reveal. That Last caused it. Saturday, September 5th, a couple decided to throw a gender re- reveal party by igniting a smoke bomb. And so whatever, you know, they would, light their smoke bomb on whatever color smoke it is would be the gender of the baby. Oh my God. It's so exciting. And so they went, they traveled to an area like 80 miles east of LA. That's like kind of in the desert with like tons of really dry, dead grass, super dry, super flammable, hot during fire season too. How stupid can you be? Right. Right. And then, you know, they, put off their smoke bomb, but apparently the surrounding area is caught on fire. Wow. Yeah. Shocking. And that's not the first time that this has happened. Well, the last time that it happened, I believe it was some type of firework or like there was an explosion or something. The last time that there was a fire caused by a gender reveal. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that video, Josh? Yeah. That was in 2017. We'll insert that video. Yeah. Back in 2017, a Arizona couple caused a fire um, when they had a gender reveal party and they ended up burning 47,000 acres of land. Um, so that is ridiculous. Yeah. That, is, that makes me so angry. No, it's so frustrating. Like, why do you have to do that after no. you know that it's been a problem in the past? Seriously, just go in your backyard and do a normal fucking gender reveal. Like everyone else does pop, pop a little balloon and pop call a, it a day. I know. Why Who do you have to do this? that much? It's like, oh, it's so and annoying. You're like going into the, into nature. Mm-hmm. It's so disrespectful to all the animals and all <laughs> so of the nature. You know what I mean? Terrible. Like, what the fuck are you thinking they're doing that. There. Those people have caused so far 10,000 acres of damage. Wow. The fire as of now is less than 20% contained. Wow. And it's, you know, Gosh. oh, and just because of that one fire alone, 21,000 people in Cali were uh, forced to evacuate. That's unbelievable. Like, could you imagine being those people? They're facing misdemeanor or felony charges, or they could. Oh, they be, should. Which I'm like, good, you yeah. idiots. Because, Lock them up. Yeah. Well, I guess, and it's burning into like forest land. And I guess that's obviously like a environmental protection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. violation I, I suppose so that is disgraceful it's fuck extremely those frustrating it makes me so fucking mad that now we have to use our resources and money to put out a fire that you caused when we already are having so many other issues uh, uh-huh. with fires especially like we don't in california need more, especially in california mm-hmm I don't know what you would be thinking to go out. Don't you know that that every single year around this time is when this happens. You have to know. Like they had to have known, and they just were like, "Whatever, it'll be fine." Yeah, I guess they were trying to put it out first with water bottles, and then got out of hand. Oh my god, how cringe! It's so frustrating. (laughs) Like over it. Why would you do that? You look dusty. (laughs) Seriously, absolutely. You look dusty. So frustrating. But yeah, I mean, California's not the only one like we talked about. Right now in Colorado, there's a Cameron fire mm-hmm. that's happening a little bit like northwest of Estes Park, which is in the mountains, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really bad. Um, God, there's so much smoke in our area. And the dust. air quality has been terrible. Oh, it's terrible. And we ash. live in kind of the Denver metro area. Yeah. So we're not anywhere close to the fires, no. but we're still seeing it. Oh, yeah. You just, just drive around. You can tell. Yeah. The pictures from our college campus are crazy in fort collins it's so bad colorado springs i mean different parts of the state are on fire but then we also had a snowstorm this week you guys if you didn't hear colorado had record-breaking temperature drop overnight like 50 something degrees we went from 90s over the weekend Mm -hmm, to like 30 yep it was absurd Mm -hmm. and we had full snow it's all melting now but it it was was like how how much we get like an inch or two two of snow it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it stuck overnight. Yeah. It's like a snowstorm last night. It went from literal summer blazing heat yeah. to a snowstorm. I had to go harvest all my vegetables yeah, way too. before they were ready. Me I too. was really pissed off. I know. Bring in all my succulents early. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So, really bad. It's 
very annoying. It's kind of scary. I mean, this this is really rare for Colorado. For the Denver metro area, it's yeah, like it hasn't in happened September. in 20 years or yeah. something or since like 60s yeah, or something. It does like not crazy. happen very often in, in September. the front range. Yeah. So I don't know. This is some crazy weather. I had a friend text me the other day and was just like, what the fuck is going on in Colorado and the rest of the country? Like this is getting scary. Is this the Terrible. apocalypse? All of Nevada's in flames. Oregon is insane looking. Yeah. Washington. It's really scary. Like there's so many people that have had to evacuate. If you have had to evacuate or have lost your home, I'm yeah. really sorry. Not That's to just mention so scary. The recent dare, dare chow and the yeah, hurricane. For real. I know. Yeah. There's a huge hurricane. We're probably going to get more. It's oh, just yeah. like ugh, 2020, man. It's exhausting. But anyway, <sighs> this is supposed to be a fun show. Yeah. We're like, come <laughs> And everything's on fire. Higher, okay. Everything's burning. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. So moving on. Something our next way less important. spicy topics. Yeah. Spicy. We will no longer be keeping up with the Kardashians, folks. Bummer. Kim Kardashian just announced that the family will be ending their show in 2021. They're going to do one more season mm-hmm. after filming their lives for over 14 years. They have a total of 20 fucking seasons. Yep. That's a lot. And then they all have the spinoffs. Right. They have so Keeping many... up with this person. Yeah. Keeping up with that person. <laughs> this person takes Vegas. This, yeah. this person takes Miami. <laughs> yes. It's quite ridiculous. It's, but I feel like they are, they've like, you know, they're the family of yeah. reality TV. Oh, yeah. All the others have modeled their shows after the Kardashians. Yeah. Yep. Um, and not going to lie, I've watched <laughs> most much. of those episodes. Yep. Same. I started watching it when I was really young and got super into it. And I've always just kind of, they're pretty entertaining. Their shows. Like, they're very entertaining. They are. It's something about seeing someone's life that's so different than so, yours. So, so different. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like a guilty pleasure. It really is. Yeah. I always was like, the Kardashians is stupid. And then I started watching them in college and sorry, I like the show. And you can hate on it all you want. Mm-hmm. It's kind—it's like something I'm not proud of necessarily, but. Me either. I mean, I have a kind of a love-hate relationship with them. I feel like, like sometimes they really annoy me and I'm just like, wow, you guys are just so in your fucking bubble it's ridiculous yeah yeah but then they do things that i kind of like or i I like some of them and not the other not others i'm not gonna straight call them out right right right, right. like but (laughs) i always like scott disick yeah he's funny he's so funny he's they're entertaining like i'm sorry but they're entertaining people they are i mean they were on this this long for a reason they're on exactly clearly not the only ones who watch the show no (laughs) right 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 and apparently E Entertainment said that it was the family's decision to cut the show because yeah. they had signed for like five more seasons, but they're not going through with that. So I guess. why do you think that is? If you want to get into speculation know. nation here. Why is that? Hmm. Could it be because of Kanye? I think, I think maybe, maybe I think there's a good chance. I feel like there could be a lot of things. I think Courtney's definitely like over it. Right. She's been over it for mm-hmm. a while. She's been like annoyed with it. Yeah. Rob left a long time, a ago. long time ago. He's been he's out. The fuck out. <laughs> yeah. So, so he's probably happy. And I've heard a lot of people complain about how it's not the same anymore. And it no, just it like, sucks. It's sucks. really boring. I mean, I still like it, but, <laughs> but it's gotten boring it compared has. to what it used mm-hmm. to be like. It used to be a lot more funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Kylie's not even on it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kendall's really on it. They, it, what were they going to film forever? Right. Yeah. But it'd be kind of, it's kind of weird not seeing Keeping them up anymore. with them. Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> Although I kind of have a feeling this will not be the last time we see them on TV. No. And they're all over the internet where you're still going to be keeping up with their asses every day. Literally with their asses. <laughs> every Literally day. Literally with their asses. <laughs> if you're on Instagram. But, oh my God, um, that's funny. Yeah. So anyway, also in spicy news, spicy. Ellen Degenerate is <laughs> back for more this week, guys. We have a little update for her. Yes. She is going to say sorry, people, when she comes back. We were wondering about this. We were. I didn't think it was going to happen. You, you kind of did. I, I was did. like, I don't think she's going to do it, but she is. Her she show is. comes back. What is it? September 17th. 20, oh, no, 21st. Sorry, 21st. I don't know why I said 17th. September 21st. And um, I guess she was saying, I can't wait to get back to work and back to our studio. And yes, we're going to talk about it. Hmm. Well, that's going to be spicy. We'll have to follow up after September 21st. How's that going to go? What do you think? I think she's going to be like, hey, I'm Ellen. Welcome back. I'm so happy. Let's party and dance and scream for a second. Okay, let's get a little bit serious, guys. There was some sad accusations and we're very sad, but we fired our people and we had a long talk and we did some nice trainings and now we're very happy and we're not racist and we're not racist at all. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you think she's going to cry? No. No? No. Hmm. Not a chance. She doesn't cry on her show like ever. How do you think people will respond to it? Is her reputation forever damaged? No, because it wasn't necessarily Ellen, right? It was mostly like people like the producers and people are mad at her too, but she, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to ruin her reputation. You don't think so? No. Well, hang on one second. Let me read some feedback. Okay. Yeah. What are the people on Twitter saying? I could be totally wrong. Twitter's a wild place. Bottom line. She knew it was going on and turned a blind eye. There shouldn't be a show for her to talk about it on. A lot of people think she should have just straight up lost the show. Mm. Mm. How can you be sure that her apology is sincere? How can we even call it a apology? She's an actress for God's sake. They can cry on cue. She knows how to work the camera. This is the, this is the top comment. I bet she's going to say something really lightheartedly dumb about it. And then we'll make Twitter explode with rage and then laugh. She'll shake it off and pretend like it never happened. Well, uh, th- did I not just say that? Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I won't be surprised if no one's in the audience. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. She probably won't have to do it in front of anybody because oh, it's going to be yeah. no audience. So that'll make it less So she can stressful. just stare at the TV and be like, guys, I'm really sorry. She can make like it really cut. Like, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Yeah. She's like, hey, we're back. We're Shutterfly's going to give away $6 million. <laughs> but this does mean she could do like several takes. You know, she could get it exactly perfect. Absolutely. Just like Tana. Mongoose. I can never say her name. Uh, she made an apology this week. Did I know, you see it that? It was crazy. It was very uh, cut up and just very like political. She was like, I am very sorry. Like, <laughs> why are you attacking me? For president why are something? you attacking me? I thought you were apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. She can kind of take that approach if she wants to. I but, doubt it. She's yeah. Saying. We'll see how people react. The ratings will say yeah. if she's going to do it, do well or not. That's right. But I, I personally think her reputation and her, um, just her persona is forever damaged by this, especially because she's Ellen DeGeneres. She's super nice. She's be kind to one another. And now she's kind of known as an asshole. So I don't think that's ever going to go away. The fact that she has this double personality, like there'll be so that will always be the narrative about Ellen probably for a long time. And it was before this, right? Like there was always some like not as big. No, no, no. But there was always this Ellen's a bitch. Guess what? Ellen's me. But no one ever knew if it was true. Now people are like, Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's true. Well, maybe her Ellen giveaway sweepstake holiday, whatever the fuck, will be really good this year. <laughs> She's giving away extra. This She's year. giving away extra. The all, Christmas thing is viewer. going all December. All, all December. December. We should get in that. Yeah. I, you know, the wait list for that is like insane. I'm sure it's like 10 years, years long. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. She'll be done before we ever get to go to that shit. Yeah, great. All right. Well, anyway, let us know what you think about that. Would you forgive Ellen? Are you going to watch again? If you've watched in the past, are you done? Are you going to continue to watch? I want to hear. Let us know. Most of you probably don't give a shit. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) let's go ahead and move on to the Enneagram personality. personality. Oh, of personality. Yeah, I guess. I don't know anything about this, really. Neither do I. First, right off the bat, we want to give credit to a YouTuber named Frank James. Yes. Go check out his channel. He makes videos about, like, his whole channel is about the Enneagram. Enneagram. Yeah. And that's where we got, honestly, all of our information. I'll link his channel below and I'll yeah. link his specific video. Mm-hmm. Um, he really explained it in a way that was super easy to understand, I thought. It was excellent. So we're going to kind of try to explain it ourselves the best we can, the best we understand. And we're also going to take the test um, here. And then I'll put the link in the description box for the test if you want to take it along with us. Yeah, and Josh is also going to take it along with us so we can find out what we all are, which yeah. none of us have taken this, so we're going to find out. Yeah, I think I took it a long time ago, but I honestly I don't remember my results. I don't even remember if it was the right test, and I can't, yeah, so. So I'm, this is different, though, than like a personality test. I get, I I get, some people say it's personality test, but then some people say it's more of like a like a theory and a and persona. And it seems like it, it develops as you're growing up. Like right. Frank in his video explained that it can be based on kind of what happened to you in your childhood, early childhood traumas even. Right. Um, Because it's not necessarily like, oh, you're this type. It's not as sweet. It's like, here's what's wrong with you. Right. It's (laughs) like, what kind of job would you be good at necessarily? It's like, what kind of issues do you have? What are your struggles and your challenges? Yeah. Which is very interesting. It's kind of... um, it's like very therapeutic taking this test and understanding it. Yeah, it's, kind of. It's, supposed to, it's very deep. Yeah. Yeah. He said that it kind of each point, because there's nine points, which mm-hmm. you, you know, get your score. I guess you have all of these points to some degree, but then one of them is typically the most pronounced 
And I guess whatever point you have represents some type of struggle that we face as humans. And typically it's, you know, comes from childhood trauma that we experience. And so each type kind of has a specific fear that they have, which causes them to act the Mm -hmm. way they do, Mm -hmm. I believe is kind of how it is. So it's not something like, you know, like where the astrology where you're like born into your personality type. It's yeah, it's something depending on what you've gone through. Yeah. How you've been shaped, what you've been shaped into. I'm super curious to see what I am. So there's like Janelle said, there's nine possibilities Mm -hmm. and we're going to guess which three we could possibly be before we even take the test. So we're going to go through the nine types before we even jump in. Correct. Yeah. So let's, I guess, start with type one, which is the perfectionist or the reformer. And I guess these people are known to be goody two shoes, the always perfect the ones who are really orderly and ethical, uh, steadfast. And then he also said that they can be judgmental and intolerant if you violate their ethics. And I guess this comes from the fear that um, they have of being a bad person. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like I sometimes have that. Yeah. Like just wanting to be seen as a good person. To totally. Everyone. Like really worried like, oh, someone doesn't like me. Like, yeah. Terrified of that. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, not so much. <laughs> I'm yeah. definitely not always perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could definitely see how you could have some. And like we said, I mean, I think it to all mm-hmm. to some degree, we all connect with each type. Different, right? Yeah. So type two is the helper or the giver. This is the person that's always there for you, always takes care of you. The person always cooks for you, wipes away your tears. They can go too far, though, and become manipulative, selfish, and needy. Their fear is that they will be unloved or unneeded if they aren't constantly giving of themselves. I feel like I very likely could be that one. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, Type three is the performer or the achiever. These are the people in school who were team captain, class president, the lead in the play, the smartest in the class. They're confident. They're ambitious. They're driven by success, validation, attention, and praise. Their fear is that they're actually worthless, though, deep down. So they need to make sure that they feel noticed and appreciated. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Type four, the artist or romantic. These people are perceptive, imaginative, passionate, driven to show that they're unique and different from others by using their talents. They can be melancholy, dramatic, and narcissistic. Uh, Oftentimes they're artists of some sort, and they also feel like they're unique in a disadvantaged way as well. So for some reason they have a disadvantage that other um, people typically don't, I guess. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess they often feel broken and they have a fear of having no identity. I feel like I know that type of person. I I know, I can think of several people mm-hmm. that I think have that personality type. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Type five, the thinker or investigator. Um, these people are driven, analytical, inventive, independent. They always want to learn always wondering, you know, why the world works this way, always asking questions. Um, They typically see the world in a conceptual way instead of a practical way. Um, And I guess they can be delusional, cynical, unsociable, and oftentimes can be seen as like the nerds. It's kind of like how um, Frank described them. Mm. Um, And they can, like they can explain quantum physics perfectly, but then have challenges like in relationships. He kind of gave the example. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess that they have a fear of being useless. So kind of makes sense. So all of them have a fear or some type of right. weakness right. in a way. I guess that's where the trauma, like that's, you experience some trauma to have your fear be that. And then because of that, you're the re- like you're acting the way you are, I guess is kind of yeah theory. I kind of, kind of hung in with that. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't even know what I'm talking about to be honest. I'm trying to understand as we go. <laughs> I think that was pretty spot on though. I followed. <laughs> the next is type six, the loyalist or skeptic. Some people say that this is the most common of the Enneagram types and that up to half the world is a six. But obviously, how do you really confirm that? Right. Like, we don't even know if this is, you know, yeah. this is a theory. Right. Kind of. Um, so these people are loyal as fuck. They're likable. They're responsible. They're ride or dies. They can be fearful, self-doubting, sometimes aggressive. They have a hard shell, but once you get to know them, they're extremely loyal, but they're a very anxious type of person and want security. And they oftentimes latch onto people because they don't trust their own inner guidance. They have fear of abandonment. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I feel like I could also be that one, maybe. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't know. 
Uh, type seven is the enthusiast or the optimist. This is the life of the party person, the cheerful one, the fun one. They are quick, quick learners. They're curious, bold, excited type of people, but they can be overindulgent, a little bit extra, impulsive, materialistic because they're afraid of missing out. Um, and they also don't want to be deprived of anything or pinned down. So they always are going into overdrive. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Type eight challenger or leader. So this type is described as the drill sergeant, energetic, strong-willed, bold, not afraid to argue with you to prove their point. That's kind of what he was saying. Like they can be like a little mouthy if they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be domineering, argumentative, and seem to lack emotions. I guess they can also be really controlling of others because they are actually really afraid of being controlled themselves. And everything is about power and they get carried away by that. And then the last one is type nine, which is the peacemaker or mediator. Um, And this person is known as easygoing, go with the flow, down to earth, reassuring, unselfish. So selfless, I guess. Um, The kind of person that's always up for anything, uh, good at looking at different perspectives. I guess oftentimes they can be out of touch with themselves, though, and they can be apathetic, irresponsible, indecisive. They hate conflict and will do whatever it takes to avoid it. If you look at the actual picture of an Enneagram also, um, the nine type is at the top. And so he said that it kind of symbolizes that they're trying to be all the other uh, types as well, that they kind of take on all the others types. Um, They try to let everyone around them, you know, flow through them and influence them, but oftentimes don't assert their own unique individuality or personality due to the fact that their fear is to be separate from others and they don't want to have a loss of connection with others. So they're willing to kind of go with the flow and do whatever else makes others happy in order to um, not mm. be like abandoned or loss of connection. So just kind of fit in with the crowd. Right. They're not really going to stir the pot. Right. Cause they don't want to fear or they have a fear of being abandoned or, you know, ditched. This is definitely an interesting type of test. I feel like yeah. I'm really excited that you guys asked us to do this. And we should do more personality tests in the future. Yeah. Let us know what other so ones you want us to do. Obviously we'll talk about Myers-Briggs at some point. That's like the main yeah, one, but definitely. there's other ones too. All right. Before we start the test, we're all going to say like one or two that we think we are. I think I could be a type two, which is the helper giver or a type six, which is that common one. The loyalist skeptic. Okay. I think I might be either type six, the loyalist or skeptic or type nine, the peacemaker mediator. Yeah, I could see that. Although it says they're oftentimes out of touch with themselves. And I would yeah. like to think that's not true about myself, but me. That's the thing about each category. There's something in each one that I think I kind of have. Right. And there's other things I'm like, no. Yeah. So guess hard. we'll see. What about you, Josh? So just glancing at the different types, I would say that definitely some type one and type five, the investigator and the perfectionist are going to be my top ones, I would say. All right. Yeah. So we'll see. So like I said, we have the link below if you want to take it with us. Um, It's free and there's different versions. Obviously, this is just kind of one of the top ones that popped up on Google. And I'm assuming that you kind of want to not overthink the questions too much and, you know, give them what pops off the top of your head. So this particular test has you go on a scale between like inaccurate, neutral and accurate. And then you can kind of go between inaccurate, neutral between neutral and accurate. So there's a total of five options. So for the sake of time, we're not going to read all of our answers off because I don't think you guys care enough yeah, that would <laughs> to know what we said for everything. But I will read the questions so that you can get an idea of what types of things they're looking for here. Yeah. And then we'll read you guys our results. Mm-hmm. So the first one is I strive for perfection. So you basically say if that's accurate or inaccurate for right. yourself. Or neutral. For this one, just for example, do you strive for perfection? I'm curious. Um, I am putting it the box between neutral and accurate. And accurate. Oh, between. Okay. Not inaccurate. Sorry. And accurate. That's what I would say too. Neutral and accurate. I definitely don't try too hard though. What about you, Josh? (laughs) Absolutely. All the time. I could have guessed that. Yep. (laughs) Most definitely. All right. Next question is, I work hard to be helpful to others. It is important to me that other people like me. It is important to me to achieve great things. I make more significant contributions than the average person. I feel my emotions very deeply. Accurate. (laughs) 
I have a sense that other people will never truly understand me. I think deeply about things. I am prepared for any disaster. <laughs> no, Wrong. not at all. No. <laughs> Please, God, no. Uh, it is important to me to avoid pain and suffering at all times. Yeah. <laughs> I seek out experiences that I know will make me feel happy or excited. I see the positive in every situation. I am not afraid to tell someone when I think they are wrong. I appreciate having rules that people are expected to follow. I am concerned about security more than anything else. Security as in my security system? Like making sure I'm safe or like security? Just no, I think like, yeah, being like secure and like, okay, maybe your financials are like relationship stability. I'm assuming I think a lot about what will happen in the future. I don't fit in with ordinary people. There is rarely a good reason for changing how things are done. Kendall's like, yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I always finish my chores. <laughs> Inaccurate. <laughs> I'm always trying to be a better person. I check carefully for mistakes and errors. Uh, I like to be around people who I can help. It is important to me to be successful. I often feel overtaken by my emotions. I have always felt different from other people. I like to analyze things from every angle. I always have a plan for what I would do if things go wrong. I avoid situations that bring up negative feelings. I am good at seeing the bright side of things when others complain. I do not hesitate to call people out when they are behaving poorly. People should follow the rules instead of doing what they feel like doing. I seek out relationships that offer me some type of protection. I can clearly visualize what could happen in the future. Average people often find me a bit weird. <laughs> I like to do things as I've always done them. I persist until the task is done. I spend time trying to discover and correct my faults and weaknesses. I am a natural caretaker. I want people to admire me. I want to achieve a lot in my life. I let other people take the lead. I make alliances with people who can help me stay safe and secure. I have a great deal of willpower. Self-improvement is a major interest of mine. And that's it. Let's see who we got. All right. Well, let's go over what our results were. I hope you guys took it along with us or yeah. else that was probably kind of boring. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but my primary type is six, just like I thought. Really? Interesting. Yep. Mine is two. Two. Okay, that's yeah. my uh, second. Okay. My second highest one. Okay. What is yours, Josh? My number one was three. Three. Okay. Performer or achiever. The achiever. Yeah, my three highest are two, four, and six. So yeah, my top one is a six and it's a 98% match, but I also have a 90%, 98% match with two. So I'm pretty oh. much a two and a six. Interesting. Okay. Which is what I thought I was going to be. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and it's funny because um, that YouTuber we were talking about, Frank, he said that you'd probably be able to figure, figure yeah, it out. Yeah, he even was him, like... Depending on how well you know yourself. Yeah, he was like, you don't even have to take a test. You can just like pick the one but depending on, he said, what makes you feel most embarrassed is usually the one that you are. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know. I don't feel confident picking one myself. I need help. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, three is my third highest. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about what they say here. So like I said, mine was two, which is the giver and uh, the person who is always there to help take care of you. Person who helps cook for you, wipe your tears away. Huh. Yeah, I was gonna say, hmm. No, but you are. You can be very. You can be very giving and caring. Yeah. People. Yeah. I guess I'm there to wipe your tears away. Um, and that's your type too, right? Mm -hmm. So that's my second one. I was gonna say that sounds more like me, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised to be that, honestly. Um. Honestly, since I am a Taurus, it makes sense that I'm the loyalist. That really yeah. does fit for me. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I was going to say, every time I was reading these, it kind of made me think of um, astrology. See, that's why I like type two. I think of like a cancer, but I'm not a cancer. I'm a Leo. Here's um, what's interesting. It says that, so it makes a circle. Like the Enneagram mm -hmm. fits inside of a circle. Right. So obviously there's a triangle within the circle. Mm -hmm. So me being a six, it says that my growth points are nine. So I'm a nine in growth. Interesting. So that's the personality area where I'll grow maybe in that area. Yeah. And then the three is my stress. Oh, okay. So the one across from you is the stress and the one. 
Interesting. It's in, okay. So let's talk about like our fears um, and like yeah, why I'm they think we began the type six that. So this is what it says about my type, the loyalist on the Enneagram Institute. So this is the committed, which I definitely am a committed type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, security oriented type. Sixes are reliable, hardworking, responsible, trustworthy, excellent troubleshooters. Honestly, I see you more as a troubleshooter. I feel yeah. like you should be a six and I should be a two. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of confused, honestly. I'm like a strange mix of both. But the fact that I got 98% match for both of those, yeah, that's like, really they're kind of tied. Um, but anyway, it says that sixes can be defensive, evasive, anxious, <laughs> definitely, running on stress while, while complaining, complaining on it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Uh, they can be cautious and indecisive and also reactive, defiant, rebellious. I'm not, I mean, as a kid, I was, yeah. as we all learned last yeah. week. Yes, you were. Which, gosh, you guys didn't even get to hear one of my best stories. I totally forgot to tell it, the cheeseburger story. <gasps> oh, my God. We might have to tell, we might have to do like a part two to the trouble. I know, we might have to. Some, I did some more shit. No, I thought of one too. Um, but anyway, it says that my fear, or at my best, it says I'm internally stable, self-reliant, courageously championing themselves and others. Mm. I hope that fits me. That's probably how I try to be at my best. Um, But my fear is of being without support and guidance. Definitely. My basic desire is to have security and support. 100%. Mm -hmm. It's definitely me. Motivation. I want to have security, feel supported by others, have reassurance. Yeah. Interesting. Fight against anxiety and insecurity. So, I mean, yeah, this is pretty fitting. This for is me, pretty fitting. I feel like especially it fits a lot of tourists too. That's it what does. I find so interesting. It, they line up and the Myers-Briggs I find lines up. Oh yeah. Zodiacs totally. Too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's um, some people on here, like famous people that are the types you got Robert F. Kennedy, Nixon, Ew. Edgar Hoover, Sigmund Freud. Why are they all boring presidents? Princess of Wales. That. You got Bruce Springsteen. You two's Bono. Oh hell, I got Bono. M and them. Michael yes. Moore. Yes, Marilyn Three Monroe. In a row I love. D- Robert Four De Niro. In a row I love. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Woody Allen. I love Diane Mark Keaton. Woody Allen. Mel Gibson. Absolutely not on the Woody Allen. <laughs> Julia <laughs> Roberts. Jennifer Aniston. Ooh, I like her too. Oh yeah, Ooh, Ben Affleck. There's a lot of wow. Katie Holmes. Well, they a say lot. that type six is the most common. Ellen one. DeGeneres. Oh, wah, I'm, wah, I'm here wah. with the degenerate. Newt Gingrich. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. Chris Rock. Oh, he's fun. Interesting. Anyway, I think that's pretty fitting. But I yeah. think it's interesting that I'm also I'm probably a type two. I feel like I maybe was born a type six, and I'm going to eventually grow into a type two as I age. Uh, okay, that's how I kind of see myself. I wonder if you can change, like, does that, is that a thing? I don't know. I, of co- I mean, what are the I rules I guess so, on right. There are really no this rules. Is, there's no, like, test. Right. It's not like they tested my blood and determined right. what I am. This right. is, like, based on my own interpretation Your of DNA myself. DNA is type two. It'd be interesting if you were to take this test for someone you know. Like, if I were to answer for you, mm. would you get the same results? Mm-hmm. How do we see ourselves versus right. how do other people see us? Wow, that is such a great point. Yeah, I'm really curious if it would be the same or if it would be different. I mean, for this and like Myers-Briggs and stuff. Yeah. I've always thought about that. Huh, that's a good point. And even with Zodiac signs, like sometimes people be like, I don't think I fit my sign. I'm like, bitch, you, you do. fit your sign. Trust me, you do. You just don't see all the shit that you fit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. That's really interesting. Um, and then there's something that says like, any room six with a five wing. There's like different wings. Yeah, this is way, way more complicated. Which I don't understand at all. I'm not even going to try to teach myself that today. And there's like different levels. You can be a level eight, a level nine, a yeah. level seven. Level of development. A healthy level, six levels of development. I'm not sure how you would find what level you're at. I have no idea. It's kind of complicated. It's really, it sounds really interesting. It though. is. I mean, there's the whole world of this. You can, and like we said, Frank has a whole YouTube channel yeah. about this. He has like, he acts out all the different personality types, what they would do yeah. in situations, just like people do with astrology, astrology. on YouTube. Yep. Um, you can get books on it. I mean, there's a whole lot to look into. All right. So let me read you a three because I, I feel like this fits me to a T and I think it's how most people would perceive me if they met, uh, met me and know who I am. So threes are defined by their desire to achieve and will sacrifice almost anything for success vigorously pursuing tasks and becoming utterly absorbed in the pursuit of attainment. 
but they will only choose a task in the first place if it promises rewards <laughs> and brings prestige. Threes like to stand out. They have a burning need to be admired and see life as a game where winning is emphasized. And at their core, threes are enormously adaptable. They are adept at aligning themselves with people and projects that matter, and this predestines them to become ideal leaders and employees for any organization. Threes are competent and hardworking. They get a lot done, and they make it look easy, even as they're expending considerable effort. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, their interest in authenticity is low. Putting on the right public face and maintaining a successful image are more important to threes than developing good relationships and listening to their own genuine feelings. What threes are selling, the rest of us are buying. And they certainly know how to wear a mask and make a good impression. Oh, what do you think about that? That's really interesting. Pretty accurate, I'd say. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it's accurate? I think it's accurate to a certain degree. I think, yeah, I think there's I definitely, say. I think it's a big part of who my personality for sure, especially like, you know, in the, the work world, you know, mm -hmm. like I think that I definitely go that way, but not necessarily like personally on mm -hmm. a I find personal basis. Very genuine. I don't see you putting on a mask with people. You seem to be pretty like open and who you are. But. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's just like, if it's people that I know and I love and I trust, yeah. then I definitely like pull the mask off a bit. Mm -hmm. But like, I that's like, true. I, I could relate to this in like my childhood and like going to a bunch of new schools, like mm. fitting in, adapting to situations mm -hmm. and always finding a way to succeed no matter what situation I'm in. Like that's, that's what I've always done. Mm -hmm. So I think this is absolutely a big piece to my personality. I just think that, it depends on who you are. If you see the mask per se, or you see a different, you know, I don't know. You see the achieving side of me, I guess. I don't mm. know. Yeah. I definitely think there was some stuff that was like spot yeah, on for definitely for interesting. What about you? Read the final one. For All right. You. Let's see here. These people are generous, demonstrative, people pleasing and possessive. Twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. They are well-meaning and driven to be close to others, but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. They typically have problems with possessiveness and with acknowledging their own needs. At their best, they're unselfish and altruistic. They have unconditional love for others. My basic fear is being unwanted, unworthy of love, of being loved. Do you feel that way? Um, not really <laughs> like at all, to be completely honest with you. That's like me. I feel like, like I have no fear of being unwanted to be completely honest. With yeah. You. I was going to say that doesn't sound super accurate for you. Were you paying attention when you're taking yes. the test? <laughs> Wanting to be loved, to express their feelings for others, to be needed and appreciated. I, okay. That's true that I really like feeling appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really important to me and like to feel like someone like needs me, like I'm, you know, helping someone like yeah. that's definitely true, but I'm not afraid of like being unworthy of being loved. Yeah. I that doesn't really sound like you. So let's see. It says when moving in the direction of stress, needy to suddenly become aggressive and dominating at eight. However, when moving in the direction of growth, Prideful, self-deceptive twos become more self-nurturing and emotionally aware, like healthy fours. I guess twos are either the most genuinely helpful to other people, or when they are less healthy, they are most highly invested in seeing themselves as helpful. Okay, I see how this works. So the healthier you are, the better you are at your qualities. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I see. Which makes sense. So if you're a level nine, six, then you're kind of like a shitty six. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It I, says if you're a level nine, six, you're hysterical, seeking to escape punishment, self-destructive, suicidal, alcoholism, drug overdoses, skid uh, row, wow. self-abasing behavior. Wow. This is intense. Wow. Okay. This so is that, like some serious shit. This personality test. How can they determine all this? So how I'm wondering if you can even determine your levels or if you're supposed to just read them and kind of like, I guess, figure it out. Yeah. Cause it says it at my best at a level six at their best is self-affirming, trusting of others, independent yet symbolically in, uh, interdependent, mm. cooperative as an equal believes in self leads to courage. 
um, positive thinking, leadership, rich self-expression. But there's nine levels. You can be at healthy level, average level, or an unhealthy level of this type. That's kind of interesting. That is. Like, I don't think Myers-Briggs really factors that in or astrology. No. Because it's not like you're an unhealthy Taurus or right. a healthy Taurus or a healthy um, I whatever INFP or right. whatever. Yeah, no, that's really true. That's um, kind of interesting to think about. It is really interesting. And the fact that there's nine levels, that's a lot. Like I, I yeah. I'm wondering how they even came up with these. Um, yeah, I kind of want to read more into all of my levels. I don't know. Really this is pretty interesting stuff. Oh, that's, this is interesting. There's, I guess, addictions is one of the thing. And for type two, it says abusing food and over-the-counter medicine, binging, especially on sweets and carbs. That's yours? Yes. Oh, mine says rigidity in diet causes nutritional imbalances, such as I don't like vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of vegetables, yeah. though. I actually really snack down on some veggies. Um, working excessively, caffeine, uh, alcohol, depressants to deaden my anxiety. They also have like personal growth recommendations, I guess. So for my part, it says, remember that you are not addressing your own needs. It's highly unlikely that you'll be able to meet anyone else's needs without problems. Furthermore, you will be less able to respond to people in a balanced way if you have not gotten adequate rest and taken care of yourself properly. You do need adequate rest. You get kind of grumpy if you're tired. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mine talks a lot about being anxious. It says there's nothing unusual about being anxious, and everyone's anxious and much more often than you would think. Huh. It's probably true. Learn to present your anxiety, to explore it, and comes to terms with it. Work creatively with your tensions without turning into excessive amounts of alcohol or turning to right. <laughs> excessive amounts of alcohol. It says, I tend to get edgy and testy when I'm upset and angry. I can. I definitely can. If I'm really upset or angry, like I definitely go into a different, a whole different <laughs> mode, go into bull mode. Bull mode, seriously. <laughs> they can turn on others and blame them for things that you have done or brought onto yourself. Mm. Maybe. Be aware of your pessimism. It causes your dark moods and negative thought patterns that you project onto reality. That's hard, but definitely something I do. Yeah. Yep. Um, anxiety can be energizing to you, kind of like a tonic. ADD. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it says, I could succumb. succumb. <laughs> I always struggle so much with that word. Succumb. 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 <laughs> to self-doubt. Become my own worst enemy. Uh, that is so that true. That is so that true. Is dude. so true. And this may harm myself more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. I really do that. And I, I really don't want to do that, but I, I really do have a lot of confidence issues all around mm -hmm. and yeah. Doubting myself, doubting every little thing I do, overthinking everything yeah. I say. Yes. Thinking everyone hates me. Yes. Thinking what you say <laughs> is stupid. Yep. I'm like, no Kendall, it's good. Yeah. That's definitely, definitely me. Yeah, I would say that overall, like this is pretty accurate. There's definitely some stuff that I'm like, no, but yeah. I mean, that's with anything that's with astrology mm -hmm. and uh, Myers-Briggs and stuff too. So really interesting. Um, and I'm curious if you can change types throughout your life. Like, is that mm -hmm. something that typically happens or yeah, I feel like you can answer those questions differently based on the time of life or what situation you apply them to. Right. Like, for example, are you a perfectionist? Like, yeah, I'm a perfectionist with some things, but most things not. Like, it depends on the situation. Exactly. You know, like right. I kind of felt like in group decisions, do I let other people take the lead? Well, maybe sometimes. Mm -hmm. But if um, they suck, then no, I have yeah. to take the lead. <laughs> yeah. If they're making <laughs> shitty decisions, I'm going to step the fuck I up. I got to step the fuck up. But I try to go along with it most yeah. of the time. I try to go with the flow. So I don't know. I found myself kind of struggling to answer the questions. Mm -hmm. Also, you were going kind of fast. So I had to like quickly make some I know. decisions. I know. Well, the people listening, I didn't want them to be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, For sure. Plus, I think when you take these tests, you're kind of supposed to not overthink it and just like, you know, yes. answer what first what pops you into your head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, that was our results for the Enneagram. I wish we could get a guest on here that knows more about it, but of course, COVID ruins everything. 
Yeah, that is the truth. We really wanted to get a lot more guests on for the show. We yes. want to bring in people that can teach us things yes. and teach you guys things because obviously we're not experts on anything. Pretty much anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously we can't do that right now because of COVID, which no. is just a bummer because we had so many guests planned. It's like as soon as we finish the studio, pandemic yeah, starts. Yeah, for real. We were like, <laughs> guys, remember when we were in the basement at your house? Be like, guys, don't worry. Every When we get our studio, we're going to have all these guests. Yeah. Yep. Nope. 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 Definitely not. And you know, we could just take people's temperature, but I feel like that's not even a for sure way. No, that's absolutely not a for sure way. No, it's not. I know that a lot of stores and stuff have that's been not doing a for that. Sure way. Um, yeah, no, we can't until they have a automatic COVID test where yeah. we can just test people on the spot. That's not extremely expensive that we can actually access then. We're not gonna be able to have people, but when we are able to have people, we want to know who you guys want to see. Yeah. Who do you think we would have good conversations with? Yes. We're talking YouTubers, podcasters, random people. They don't need to be famous. They don't need to yeah. have a following. We no. just want interesting people to talk to. Absolutely. Interesting people to talk to that have knowledge about, you know, different topics that most something of us to don't offer. Yeah. Something to offer. Comment below what your type is. We definitely want to know yeah. what your type came back as and if you think you fit it. Right. Um, I'm really curious about that. And if there's any other personality tests that you guys want to see us take. Yeah. Let us know, know what to they kind are. Of get to know us better. Let us know. I love these types of things. I think they're so interesting. And I do too. Obviously, I'm obsessed with psychology. So it's just fun to learn more about yourself and others. Dive in. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's like a a chart or something that we could look into that's talks about what you know most Enneagrams do for like jobs like if a, a lot of twos end up doing this or a lot of sevens yeah. end up doing this I'm not sure I'm sure there is though yeah that would be interesting maybe we could do a part two yeah for sure <laughs> let us know what you guys think in the comments below but that is it for us today you guys yes thank you guys for joining us on another episode be sure to follow us on social media at the underscore such podcast and uh, head over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you would um, to subscribe and follow us and Leave us a review if you have a moment. We really appreciate it. It helps, uh, helps us a lot in yeah, like, the audio department. can't even believe how many reviews we've already gotten. Thank you yeah. guys so much. Thank you so much. Um, for real. And also, yeah, definitely follow us on Instagram because we are going to be doing that advice episode pretty soon. Yeah. So we're going to be getting voice memos from that right. on Instagram. Right. Uh, so be, be sure to follow us there. Yes. That is all for us this week. We will see you on the next sesh. But until, until then, then, keep it, it fresh. fresh.